Hello, welcome to the Crypto with Cash cast, episode number 29. My name's Duncan Wolland, I'm your host, and as always, over these last 29 episodes, I'm joined by uh, Kashaya Abbasi. Hello, Cash. Hey, how you doing? You right? How you doing, I'm okay. You're suddenly in a library. I didn't... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm to look smarter than I really am. Have you read all those books behind you? Absolutely, each and every one. Um, for those of you that don't know Cash, he is our crypto expert, and he's sat in, if you can't see the screen, he's sat in front of a library full of crypto books. He's been researching, he's getting ready for the next bull run. He's wearing a pair of bull horns. He's, he's good to go. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, how, are you, how are you doing, Cash? Yeah, man, I'm all right. Pretty good. Just watching the market, seeing what narratives pop up. Um, just looking at the markets now, actually. Uh, we're seeing a green day, which is nice to see. Makes a change. Mm. It's uh, been quite positive. the last year's sell-off, you know? Yeah, it's, I, I guess today we're going to talk about AI and uh, the recent price action. So seeing as you're looking at the markets, do you want to sort of tell us what's been going on recently in the crypto markets? Yeah. So back in, I think it was November when the markets bottomed out around 15, 16,000, we've now seen a period of consolidation up until I think it was around the end of January. And uh, after which point we've had a sort of rally because it seems that the coins have changed hands from weak hands to strong hands. At which point, you know, even when negative news was coming out, the prices were not really selling off much anymore because those who wanted to sell have already sold. You know, they had a whole year to sell off last uh, last year. And now we have people essentially who seem to be like, okay, we're just going to hold no matter what happens. So even though explain? we've still had some negative headlines come out, prices have st- stayed stable. And if anything, they've rallied up higher than what they were before. Can you explain what you mean by... Uh, weak hands and strong hands and yeah so weak hands are perhaps people who've just bought in to cryptos because they've heard someone speaking about it they've not really done the research they're not really fundamentally invested into the project whereas someone with strong hands has done their research you know has looked around seen what the alternatives are and they've chosen to put their money into this project because they truly believe in it and they're here for the long term so despite short-term price action they're still going to hold on um as long as you know nothing fundamentally has changed, which nothing has, and they're just planning to hold for the long term and uh, for, for perhaps four or five years at, at the very least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd say the members we have in crypto with cash now um, are strong hand members. I think. Yeah, I mean we've, we've been some... through two essentially two bear markets at this point. We've yeah. seen that you know the buy opportunities present themselves when prices are selling off and everyone's panicking, which is what we saw in November and in the, the summer of last year as well. Uh, twenty one, I think it was, um, not twenty twenty two. It was already twenty twenty three. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah in twenty twenty one, we had a mini bear market, and actually the best buying opportunities uh, came about right during those periods. And I think we're seeing a similar sort of thing happening again. You know, prices sold off in November after the collapse of FTX. Bitcoin went all the way down to 15,000. And now we're back at 22,000 and a half as we speak. So good stuff. Yep. And there's, yeah, there's been a few like positive little coin stories over the last week or so. But I mean, we're still in a bear market. Yeah. Um, and coins still need to move a lot higher to regain their previous all time highs. But. Um, it's been nice to have some positive news recently, I think. 
Yeah, of course. And we've seen, we're seeing the rise of some new narratives. You know, um, a lot of focus seems to be on right now AI. So I'm not yeah. sure if our readers or listeners have heard of ChatGBT, for example. It's this new AI technology, large language model, which essentially it, you can have a conversation with it. You can ask it to do things and it will do it on the spot. And mm. for the first time, it actually feels like we have a real Google competitor on our hands. Um, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but Google has uh, recently, as soon as they saw the, the rise of ChatGPT, they've announced their own sort of AI uh, product right, yeah. called Bard. And what's interesting is that during their demonstration just last week, it answered one of their questions wrong and the stock mm-hmm. sold off like 10% almost instantly. They lost $110 oh, really? million dollars off their market cap. I think it's one of the bi- biggest crashes that Google's had ever. And it happened because their AI uh, that's quite an early i'm guessing they were just showing an early version or something yeah i believe so but the thing is there's so much focus and hype around ai at the moment Mm. everyone expected google to come out with something much better than they did which is why the stock sold off so much and so quickly i feel like ai is the new uh yeah it's like the new grifter like Get no, rich you say that. AI. You say that, but I'm not saying there's not something to it. Obviously, there is, but no, I... no, no. I agree. I mean, one one thing we need to realize is the fact that the way I see it, the AI that exists on the market today is kind of like the PlayStation One, the first generation mm. of AI. You know, just imagine what's gonna it's gonna be like in five to or ten years time. You know, it's like when the internet first came out. Everyone, not everyone, but many. Prominent voices even called it a fad. They said, "It's just, oh, why do we need that when we have fact machines? Why do we need that when we have this and that? But then now, you know, we use internet, the internet every single day. Mm-hmm. And AI at the moment is just that artificial intelligence. But there are discussions that by 2030, perhaps, we're going to see AGI, which is um, artificial general intelligence. And at that point, the technology will be able to replace a human being um essentially in any task than digitally sometimes even physical if you can uh, connect robots and whatnot if those do exist by that point but it's very interesting stuff so you could be like oh i have this spreadsheet look for this certain name find that person's email address send this document to them and it'll just do it and you'll be like oh, i'll do this at 2 p.m and i'll do it um or you can so be like already... anything yeah so there's already stuff that automates that you can do automated things like that already with software but i guess it's being able to just write it in plain language isn't it yeah i mean um, chat gpt right now the way you can operate it is you can be like oh can you write me code in python script for example for right. it to gather recent i don't know information on the weather can you give me the average temperature of the weather in i don't know nebraska for example or wherever Mm. Um, and it'll do it's like it. an advanced Google kind of like it kind yeah, of yeah. So that's exactly it. Yeah. So a lot of people have started saying ChatGPT, which is a product by OpenAI, funnily enough, which is I think owned by um, Elon Musk, um, is the first time people are like, okay, Google has a competitor, which is why Google mm. seemed to have rushed their AI product and this, uh, selling uh, that ensued after that. <laughs> um, I guess one of the things I've I, get, I said to you before we started this that I find AI already, I'm finding it really boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's in part, I think for me, it is not being able to separate, you know, 
the, all the people <laughs> online that just kind of jump on the bandwagon and it's just sort of exhausting. You know, it's another thing that is just sort of almost like a really novel, a really cool new technology, novel idea, like NFTs, you know, NFTs will find some use case. But then the kind of online sort of perpetually trying to make money out of everything and sort of become a guru of everything, you know, that whole sphere just sort of latches onto um, anything new. And to me, it kind of puts me off a bit. But I guess one of the things I think is, and I'm interested to know what you think, is so there's a there's a focus on um, like why why would you write a book if an AI can write a book or like why would you you know why would you do any of these things if an AI can do it and I guess yeah. I wonder if there'll be a I think it, well, it's a good question and ultimately I think it comes down to the consumer it depends on the preferences of the consumer what do they prefer something that is essentially perfect yeah. or something that's um, man-made and has some uh, imperfections for example uh, when it comes to art for example there are now there is now ai where you can be like okay draw me a pink teddy bear in a blue room flying a, a broomstick and the ai would generate an, an image like that mm. um, or you could be like uh, and then you can have a person draw the same thing and ultimately it's up to the consumer to decide which one they prefer you know i feel like there's enough art uh, out there for people to choose whether they prefer AI art or whether they prefer human generated art. Um, mm. I think David Guetta, one of these um, a famous music producer, he's started using AI generators uh, by um, uh, making it produce a beat and also mm. getting it like a celebrity's name, uh, like for example, a celebrity's voice, like Eminem, to say say a certain phrase, and then he's adding that into his music. Right. Okay. Um, and it's interesting, you know, there's. Like like I said, I think we're at the very, we've just seen the tip of the iceberg of what AI is capable of doing. Mm. We're at the PlayStation 1 of AI. And yeah. in five to 10 years, I think we're going to learn a lot more uh, about the technology and what the use cases are going to be. I think that's one of the things as well. It's like, it, it, even in your answer, is like what a consumer might want. You know, it's, it, this whole thing feels like it's through the lens of, capitalism basically through the lens of buying and selling stuff like with art you know like i play the guitar very badly i don't do that because i'm ever going to sell a song do you know what i mean yeah. I, and i'm sure you could automate guitar playing already you know but i do it because i because the process of doing it feels really good do you know what i mean the same with writing i agree you know I, mean? I mean the reason i say it's down to the consumer is because it reminds me of the feeling i had when i first saw the mona lisa for example I, to okay. be honest with you, I was completely <laughs> underwhelmed. I'm right, like, yeah. this this is probably the most famous piece of artwork in the world. And it doesn't look that it doesn't look that substantial at all, you mm. know? It's just a tiny drawing and or painting or whatnot. But to, uh, to another person, it could be the most beautiful thing because of what it represents and where it comes from. Yeah, and uh, the context of it. But then there's time, a, there is yeah. like another piece of artwork that I really liked at the Louvre, and no one even seem to stop or to take a picture of it or anything it didn't seem to care but to me i sort of enjoyed looking at that much more than i did looking at the Mona Lisa. you know mm, which is why again i think it's a matter of preference and it ultimately comes down to the consumer there's also um yeah no i agree and i also think uh what you mentioned a minute ago is sort of people that 
produce stuff and and almost like kind of highlighting this is human created you know that that will be a selling point kind of like handmade um, stuff Good. Yeah, exactly. Like so, kind of like how when you get supermarket, big supermarkets set up in town, take a lot of the business, and then the the smaller shops in the town become more bespoke. You know, like we're a kind of we're a kind of farm veg shop and that kind of thing. So it's kind of like it, they have to adapt and like offer something that the big supermarkets can't. You know, like yeah. And I guess the the thing that AI can't currently offer is a human touch. I guess. Yes. But we'll see. <laughs> until until they do create an AI that can replicate that as well yeah well that's the thing um there's also a lot of assumptions about humans you know a lot of assumptions about how we work the idea that we can train a piece of software on a database of knowledge and it will appear human you know like we're 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 making assumptions about human cognition how the brain works and stuff and and we're we're currently doing that and saying the body doesn't matter. You know, we can kind of just train. We can create something human-like just by training it on a huge database of language. Yes, that that thing having a body and interacting with the, this is getting a bit deep, isn't it? <laughs> and interacting with the world isn't important, which I, I don't agree with. So that's that's kind of um, when we're talking about general artificial intelligence. I'm not sure you can make something that is human that is human without without it being without having a body do you know what i mean thing is that um, this might sound a bit uh, i don't know sinister but <laughs> or, or cynical but uh in a way it seems like you're placing a lot of imp- importance on what and significance on what makes a human being and what human beings are you know some yeah. would argue that perhaps we're not significant at all and yeah. that maybe yeah. ai is Essentially, there is, you know, there is this argument, there is this theory that life and reality is a simulation and that this whole thing has been created by a, you know, an alien civilization and everything around us is is part of a virtual reality world. Um, So, you know, I think... You're going to have to start talking about the Matrix, aren't we? Yeah, I think it it just gets a bit too deep and... I don't know, it's difficult. It's a difficult one to say, but... Um, I mean, yeah, I think it ultimately depends on what someone uses to determine what a human being is, you know? Mm. Uh, it reminds me of this philosophical uh, debate that says, okay, if you have a boat and then you break it apart atom by atom, at what point does it stop being a boat? And mm. what, at what point does it just become a bunch of atoms, you know? It's difficult to say where the threshold is going to be. Yeah, Same I think thing for a human being, yeah. you know? At what point well, does a, a bunch of cells become a human being? Yeah. I think that's what I'm kind of getting at is there's still a lot of different theories. We don't really know how human cognition works. There's a lot of kind of theories, um, you know, that, that use different metaphors to talk about the way we work and human behavior. And the reason that there's a lot of different theories is because is because we don't we don't necessarily we can't necessarily lock it down and those those all those disciplines are evolving you know like neuroscience their yeah. understanding of the brain is 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 evolving and you know like um so i don't know anyway yeah ai in terms of crypto like what kind of impact do you think it's going to have on the space i remember ai kind of being it was kind of one of the buzzwords in the last bull run a little bit you know people it was there on landing pages and um people promoting their crypto 
crypto there was trying to add as many buzzwords as possible yeah basically yeah yeah, what do you think is there kind of what do you see is maybe the sort of the real kind of implications it could have for the space I mean, yeah, it's a, it's difficult to say because there are some projects which, as you mentioned, have just put in the AI sort of um, buzzword on their websites to just get create hype. And there are mm-hmm. others who are actually utilizing this technology. The interesting thing is I've said that, you know, blockchain technology doesn't really work with AI. Um, I think it was the founder of Phantom right, Project okay. who actually came out and said, you know, don't believe the hype AI and blockchain just simply don't work together. Others are saying, you know what, actually AI and blockchain are the perfect match made for this sort of technology. It automates um, a lot of tedious sort of processes that you may, like for example, if you want to send um, crypto to a bunch of different wallets, you can ask the AI to actually do that for you as opposed to you copy and pasting each individual address and having to do that sort of laborious task. Do you know, um, do you know what Sorry, I didn't mean to. Do you know why the um, you said the founder of Phantom? Do you know why he said that they weren't? He didn't think they are compatible. See, the thing is, he's kind of a um, uh, he's he's controversial in the sense that he he just comes uh, oh, right. every so often <laughs> and he just disappears and doesn't say anything right. for months, <clears throat> and he comes back when he sees a certain narrative popping up. Um, but I'll have to look into that. Um, they just appeared, said something controversial. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. So perhaps, yeah. perhaps he's achieved his his goal by having us yeah. talk about it right now. But um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I think again, uh, it's very early stages right now. A lot of projects will talk about AI uh, to create hype, but we'll have to see which of these claims will be substantiated in the years to come. Yeah, sure. Uh, does it uh, you you like uh, the virtual reality kind of uh, space as well? Yeah. Is there does it is there a crossover? So yeah, is there a crossover with virtual reality stuff? Or? Mm, perhaps, but I don't really see the uh, connection just yet. I mean, I think we're going to see uh, augmented reality become a bigger topic in the years to come, mm. um, as opposed to virtual reality, which we've already had a bit of. Uh, you know, the hype kind of died down quickly after mm. the bull market ended and the stock market sort of crashed, and I think even. Uh, Meta, Meta's lost significant amounts of money. I think billions, if, if I'm not mistaken, on yeah. their Meta uh, products. Uh, but again, I think they're planning on the future, and they're hoping to hit the ground running when you know the wave of AI, uh, AR, and um, VR actually does come. Mm. So we'll have to w- see. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got one more uh, thought about AI. I guess. Um, I thought, you know, it's presuming that like the AI trend keeps happening and gets better and better and more and more we kind of uh I guess what I was thinking is like human stuff becomes more and more important like being able to sort of like have conversations like this more sort of interactive stuff like the crypto with cash community and the kind of like chats and stuff that go on in there um you know because if an AI starts being able to give investing advice do you know what I mean or because um, presumably you can train it on a database full of, you know, uh, past. I mean, people have started doing that, using AI yeah. to actually calculate certain things that have happened in the past to try and figure out what's going to happen in the future. And interestingly, mm. you mentioned this podcast. Uh, AI has actually um, regenerated okay. a podcast <laughs> between Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs, who's, of course, right, okay. uh, 
now dead. So what they've done is they've the AI has created a conversation between them. It's gener- emulated their voice, and it's mm. actually quite a, an interesting podcast. Uh, it's a video on YouTube, so you can search that up if you want. So what happens when? Because basic, because I'm I guess I didn't realize the scope. Because I, you know, I'm a copywriter. I write for a living. Um, Chat ChatGPT is a language uh, AI. So there's been a lot of talk in in my industry, I guess, of like, um, you know, what's going to happen to copyrighted jobs? Like, how do copywriters use AI to sort of help, you know, help structure things? Yeah, and whatever. Um, I didn't realize it was so. You know, if 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 an AI can kind of generate a a podcast, which is a which is something that I think of as really interactive and spontaneous between two people, you know, a conversation. It can basically. <laughs> I mean, do we do we just does does in in person stuff just become more more important? You know, going and meeting people in person. You say that, but I think there's this also opens up the discussion about UBI. You know, universal um, UBI uh, universal basic income sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, because AI is going to replace a lot of jobs in the future, mm. there's this discussion about whether or not governments will have to, you know, give UBI to essentially keep people alive because otherwise they don't have a way of generating income. Um, we're, but, a long, we're, we're a long way off. I don't know if that's that, that is so uh, wishful thinking, but. In. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I think that would be great. I think like, uh, because. AI has essentially gone from something that's barely capable of doing anything to blowing, like, I think it's become one of the fastest technologies in terms of how many users it's acquired. I think it's reached 100 million users faster than Facebook, faster than Instagram, faster than any technology out there. Um, it's gone super viral, so much so that the, uh, the website is always down. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's interesting to look at the scope and it's right now because of the way technology works, it's exponential. So the language it knows now and the language it will know in a year's time is more than the languages acquired in the past 10 years, for example. Mm. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. But there's there's AI now where you could be like, OK, uh, create me a video of me sitting on an elephant, first person view. The elephant walks into the, to a castle sees princess peach from super mario rescues her using his trunk and then runs out and the ai will generate that and make it look realistic which is kind of crazy to think about because then it we then we have to talk about whether it's going to replace movies directors in the future uh props you know all these people all, all this money spent on props and sort of stage and creating scenes and movies and all of that may not necessarily yeah. be needed cgi everything well, I guess it may be, I mean, what, what the internet has done in a lot of industries and stuff is, is democratized the ability to, to do something like this podcast. I mean, we, it, you know, we're not in professional studio. We're able to produce this podcast, you know, it's essentially like a small radio yeah. show or something, which we would know. And we could do like live chat and stuff, but, we, you know, like we wouldn't have been able to do this 10 years ago or, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago without a kind of um probably longer than that <laughs> without you know we would have had to have like more equipment you know we couldn't have yeah. just sort of done this as easily so maybe that happens with the film industry so, like anybody can just make a film um so but th- yeah like you said that means there is job loss at, or jobs change don't they i guess jobs change i think i think um, the first step would be jobs changing and unless 
you're able to keep up, then yes, you may be potentially left behind. But mm. maybe that's in five, ten, fifteen years. We'll have to I think see what... I, yeah, I have old man syndrome when it comes to this because I already feel. I mean, I try not to use social media and stuff too much, but I already feel exhausted by it. Mm. It, it it just gives it's me overwhelming. A, it is. Yeah, it just gives me a feeling of like. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And, you know, I'm not, you know, it's just too, you know, it's too, it's almost too much already. <laughs> and it just feels like. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> we have things that are even going to be like changing even more. I guess, I, I guess for me then I'm a customer for slowed down human content. You know what I mean? You want to sell You're me. You're going to go that. back to the old Nokia's. <laughs> one of my friends actually yeah uses an, an old nokia and every time i use an emoji he's like what emoji is that <laughs> Cause it comes just, up as like symbols yeah but yeah i think i've definitely got old man syndrome on this so if anybody's listening to this for ai investing advice don't listen to me <laughs> do the opposite of what i think <laughs> listen to cash <laughs> But yeah, I think, um, you know, when, when a new technology comes out, there's people who think it's the best thing ever and there's people who think it's it's absolutely pointless. I think the reality is somewhere in between. Somewhere in between, uh, yeah. But I think um, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's right. I think that's, I think that's smart because I think I just tend to see the bandwagon stuff online and that just immediately puts me off. Do you know what I mean? Which is, yeah. and to go to the other extreme is stupid as well to say, you know, it's, it's, for people also, I think one of the nicest things I've seen is um, on some forums is people that are genuinely excited about this kind of technology and have, and have grown up, you know, with films and stuff. And they, and they actually like... Yeah, you know, if you're, like, you're going to use it to um, complement what you already do, yeah, there just, are ways of making your, your work easier, making it better. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. I think, hope, I, I mean, hopefully... It's still a, a few years away from people losing their jobs to a bit of code on a computer, you know. Even though it's already happening in some ways, uh, you know, self checkouts. Even though it's not code yet, we have self checkouts. You have you have Amazon shops popping up in central London now, where you just walk in and walk out. There's no cashiers. Oh right, okay. Yeah, that sounds appealing to me. But then, yeah, I'm. But the, the thing is, when you go in, you have to scan your Amazon barcode, and there's a th- apparently a thousand cameras that follow you inside the store so anything you pick up it automatically adds it to your account and you just walk out the barriers and it charges oh wow okay yeah that's actually that doesn't sound appealing i don't know why um yeah you just found the uh, not paying part appealing (laughs) (laughs) um i think i before we before we do another podcast i'm gonna like try and try out the chat gbt yeah i tried to send you the other ones that i've come across as well yeah um i think there's another one called character.ai so you can have a conversation with super mario for example or elon musk or uh socrates whoever you wish sure well, i don't know if i want to speak to any of those people but all right <laughs> if, if if you so wish yeah <laughs> um just uh we've been chatting about the markets we've chatted about ai me with old man syndrome, you with positive outlook. Um, there we go. Um, you okay? Yeah, just drop my mic. Your bookshelf has fallen over. Um, <laughs> um, I saw, I don't know whether we want to bring Sam Bankman Freud into this podcast, but I did see that he's still kind of lurking in the headlines a little bit. 
Yeah, he is, but we'll have to see what happens. I think they're pushing the case back a couple months. Um, right, okay. I think up until November. He's living at home in his four or five million dollar home with his parents. Right, okay. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that. But there are interesting headlines coming up here and then. But I feel I feel like the markets are saturated at the moment with negative news. They're not really mm. affecting the markets as much, um, which is potentially a good good sign that selling, um, you know, the markets bottomed out. We might see some consolidation for a couple of months before we see higher prices. Yeah, maybe maybe the next podcast we do, we can have a look at some underlying like statistics. So some some like stuff people could follow some different metrics that aren't just isn't just price action that might be interesting because uh, we talked about before you know in bear markets sometimes you see these kind of important metrics that actually look really positive i think one of them is um uh like revenue from the different blockchains yeah i know that's generated yeah so that's a very like productive uh metric it shows you like are people actually using a certain blockchain? And there's some really um, easy to navigate websites that kind of sh- show that stuff. So maybe we can do like a deep dive uh, in a couple. Yeah, of why not? Okay. Well, thank you. I'm I'm going to say thank you for your time, Cash. But now I'm not sure whether you're just a, an AI that I've been talking to for the last half. An I, can, hour. I can I can prove that I am a human being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, thanks very much for your time as well. It's been a great chat. Uh, let's yeah. enjoy these chats while we can before AI replaces everything that we do. <laughs> yeah okay i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna go play my guitar and and uh think about how ai can do it better (laughs) sure sounds good no thank you and thank you for anybody who's listened if you'd like us to speak about any topics or anything like that then drop us a question if you'd like to join the crypto with cash community cash is still um researching new crypto investments through this bear market you know trying to pick up deals um, and we put and we put out a newsletter every two weeks with a new uh, crypto recommendation in it. And we have a community where we chat about the recommendations and the markets in general. We've got some old hands in there. Um, Graham, who's who's posting positive news every time there's an uptick recently, which is good to see. Um, so everybody is always welcome to come and join us there. Um, anyway, thank you again for your time today, Cash. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye. Oh, my uh, my laptop just froze. That's good. <laughs> good way to end. Bye.